Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Lucia v. Securities and Exchange Commission. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Argued April 23, 2018. Decided June 21, 2018. The Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC or Commission, has statutory authority to enforce the nation's securities laws. One way it can do so is by instituting administrative proceedings against an alleged wrongdoer. Typically, the Commission delegates the task of presiding over such a proceeding to an administrative law judge, ALJ. The SEC currently has five ALJs. Other staff members, rather than the Commission proper, selected them all. An ALJ assigned to hear an SEC enforcement action has the authority to do all things necessary and appropriate to ensure a fair and orderly adversarial proceeding. 17 CFR 201.111-200.14a. After hearing ends, the ALJ issues an initial decision. The Commission can review that decision, but if it opts against review, it issues an order that the initial decision has become final. 201.360d. The initial decision is then deemed the action of the Commission. 15 U.S.C. 78d.1c. The SEC charged petitioner Raymond Lucia with violating certain securities laws and assigned ALJ Cameron Elliott to adjudicate the case. Following a hearing, Judge Elliott issued an initial decision concluding that Lucia had violated the law and imposing sanctions. On appeal to the SEC, Lucia argued that the administrative proceeding was invalid because Judge Elliott had not been constitutionally appointed. According to Lucia, SEC ALJs are officers of the United States and thus subject to the Appointments Clause. Under that clause, only the president, courts of law, or heads of departments can appoint such officers. But none of those actors had made Judge Elliott an ALJ. The SEC and the Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit rejected Lucia's argument, holding that the SEC ALJs are not officers of the United States, but are instead mere employees officials with lesser responsibilities who are not subject to the Appointments Clause. The Supreme Court held, The Commission's ALJs are officers of the United States, subject to the Appointments Clause. This Court's decisions in United States v. Germain and Buckley v. Vallow set out the basic framework for distinguishing between officers and employees to qualify as an officer rather than an employee An individual must occupy a continuing position established by law, Germain, and must exercise significant authority pursuant to the laws of the United States, Buckley. In Freitag v. Commissioner, the court applied this framework to special trial judges of the United States Tax Court. STJs could issue the final decision of the tax court in comparatively narrow and minor matters. In more major matters, 
They could preside over the hearing, but could not issue a final decision. Instead, they were to prepare proposed findings and an opinion for a regular tax court judge to consider. The proceeding challenged in Freitag was a major one. The losing parties argued on appeal that the STJ, who presided over their hearing, was not constitutionally appointed. This court held that STJs are officers. Citing Germain, the Freitag court first found that the STJs hold a continuing office established by law. The court then considered, as Buckley demands, the significance of the authority STJs wield. The government had argued that STJs are employees in all cases in which they could not enter a final decision, but the court thought that the government's focus on finality ignored the significance of the duties and discretion that STJs possess. Describing the responsibilities involved in presiding over an adversarial hearing, the court said STJs take testimony, conduct trials, rule on the admissibility of evidence, and have the power to enforce compliance with discovery orders. And the court observed that in the course of carrying out these important functions, STJs exercise significant discretion. Freitag's analysis decides this case. The commission's ALJs, like the tax court's STJs, hold a continuing office established by law. SEC's ALJs receive a career appointment to a position created by statute, and they exercise the same significant discretion when carrying out the same important functions as STJs do. Freitag. Both sets of officials have all the authority needed to ensure fair and orderly adversarial hearings. Indeed, nearly all the tools of the federal trial judges. The commission's ALJs, like the tax court's STJs, take testimony, conduct trials, rule on the admissibility of evidence, and have the power to enforce compliance with discovery orders. So, point for point from Freitag's list, the SEC ALJs have equivalent duties and powers as STJs in conducting adversarial inquiries. Moreover, at the close of those proceedings, SEC's ALJs issue decisions, much like that in Freitag. STJs prepare proposed findings and an opinion adjudicating charges and assessing tax liabilities. Similarly, the Commission's ALJs issue initial decisions containing factual findings, legal conclusions, and appropriate remedies. And what happens next reveals that the ALJ can play the more autonomous role. In a major tax court case, a regular tax court judge must always review an STJ's opinion, and that opinion comes to nothing unless the regular judge adopts it. By contrast, the SEC can decide against reviewing an ALJ's decision, and when it does so, the ALC's ALJ's decision itself becomes final, and that is deemed the action of the commission. Judge Elliott heard and decided on Lucia's case without a constitutional appointment, one who makes a timely challenge to constitutional validity of the appointment of an officer who adjudicates his case is entitled to relief. Ryder versus United States. Lucia made just such a timely challenge, 
and the appropriate remedy for an adjudication tainted with an appointments violation is a new hearing before a properly appointed official. In this case, that official cannot be Judge Elliott, even if he has by now received a constitutional appointment. Having already both heard Lucia's case and issued an initial decision on the merits, he cannot be expected to consider the matter as though he had not adjudicated it before. To cure the constitutional error, another ALJ, or the commission itself, must hold the new hearing. The decision is reversed and remanded. Justice Kagan delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Kennedy, Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion, in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Justice Breyer filed an opinion concurring in the judgment, in part, and dissenting in part, in which Justices Ginsburg and Sotomayor joined, as to Part 3. Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justice Ginsburg joined. Thank you for listening.